Hello Thrive Nation, welcome, welcome back to the Made to Thrive show. I'm Steve Stavs, your host, and trusting you thrivers are doing well despite the crazy world out there. It really seems that every part of my life is different. One of my favorite authors, Viktor Frankl, has helped me through the Corona Coaster. He's the famous psychiatrist who wrote Man's Search for Meaning. He has a cool quote. He said this, Between stimulus and response, there is space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. It does roll off the lips so easily, but yet it is so tough to execute. I'm truly inspired by Frankel and South Africa's very own Nelson Mandela, who lived with a powerful response that influenced the future of this country and inspired millions of people worldwide. Wherever you are, you have the power to choose in whatever circumstances that you find yourself in. Hope that helps you in your journey. Today is a unique episode. It's a radio interview I did on Radio Caxton, a local South African station. I joined the Coaching Hour show with host Paul Rotherham to discuss what biohacking is and how to incorporate it in within a coaching framework. This is a great episode for anyone out there who isn't sure what biohacking even means, as well as the amateur aspiring biohacker who wants to find out more about some of the most effective biohacking principles and devices. It was really fun and we had a good laugh with an incredible radio legend, Paul Rotherham. Please send me your feedback and any questions to connect at madetothrive.co.za and join the Thrive community by subscribing to our newsletter on our website, madetothrive.co.za and find us on Facebook at stevestavza, madetothrivza and on Instagram at stevestavza and LinkedIn at stevestavza. If you're on Apple, please rate and review, and on Android, please download and share. Thank you so much, and delight in your purpose, and be surrounded. Joining us in studio, normally our core team of coaches, uh, in the form of Mary, who's absent, Leon, who's not here, and Mareka. Oh, you are here! here. (laughs) Yay! Well, thank you for being here. No, it's nice to be here. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for joining us. And in studio today, what a lovely, dynamic, lively, nice chap. I'm telling you. We've only only just met, but do you know when you meet someone, and for some reason, you may never have met before, you don't know Mm. them, but for some reason, you have this feeling that you know them. I know. And I feel like I know Steve. And I don't know if that's just because he's kind of quite a likable chap, Mm. or if maybe at some point in our dark, deep, distant past, we may have met. (laughs) Who knows? Mm. Probably a bit of both there. Do you think so? Young Paul. Listen to that. Young Young Paul. Paul. You can stay. You can stay. We're going to get to what on earth you're wearing on your arms in a moment. We're going to talk about that. But I'm going to allow Mareka to do the introduction. By the way, we are streaming live on Facebook. If you'd like to check out the video as we speak on Caxton Radio, we are also on Facebook. And that is something we're going to be doing a lot more of in the coming weeks. I'll tell you why a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. Not today, but in the weeks ahead. Uh, So you can head along to my Facebook page, Paul Rotherham. Or you can get to the Coaches Network SA Facebook page and you can connect with us there. If you are watching the video, do me a favor if you don't mind. Uh, Hello, Gary and hello, Jolene, 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 Jolene. And if you could please just let us know whether the audio is okay, because we have plugged into Mareka's phone. 
And this, again, is something that we are going to improve on. And we are going to get this uh, this video thing right mm. because I think it's important for a lot of people. It is radio, but it's also visual. So we'd like to get the video thing right. Just give us uh, a little comment on Facebook. I do have my laptop open. I am looking at it as we speak. And just uh, let us know that the levels are okay, that we're not distorting and... When you have a very small team of people as we do, it's very difficult to have somebody checking everything mm. before you go live. So we jump in the deep end, we do it, and here we are. So Mareka, could yes. you please introduce the lovely young man who we have as our guest on the coaching hour today? Absolutely. So it is our privilege to have Steve Stavs in studio today, and he is from Made to Thrive. He is a is it health coach, he's also an executive coach. But we would like to hear more from you and your background and what brought you to this journey. And then we'll get into what you are having there on your arms. Sure, and uh, we can just build a little bit of a narrative because I think that's mm. important for people to understand that uh, from a professional biohacking point of view, if I can get the word biohacking out to an mm. African audience. That's that, a big word. That's a big word for a small mind. Biohacking or biohacking? Biohacking. Biohacking. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Continue. Yeah. We're going to teach you. Yes. Do you know what the actual word doctor means from the Latin root docere? I don't. No. I did Latin in standard six yeah. and seven, and I think I got an F or a G. Okay. So my Latin is atrocious. A mo, a mass, a mat, a marmus, a martus, a mat. Wow, anyway. that's more than I means teacher. I'm oh. here to teach you. Oh, so doctor means teacher, teacher. translated from oh, yeah. Latin. And in fact, this all started with one of my medical mentors, uh, yeah. Hippocrates, the father of medicine, who said this. And he said, the greatest medicine of all is what? Truth. Knowledge. No is to teach people how not to need it. Oh, very good. And so here we want to be teachers, and I feel that a coach is a teacher who guides, who walks with you, who leads you, who facilitates transformation. Mm -hmm. And one of my biggest issues I've had over the last 22 years as being a physician is that people make these radical changes in their lives. Mm. They really like put things in place when they're sick, when they're unhealthy, when things aren't going well, when they've gained those extra kilos. And six months later, or nine months later, or a year later, or five years later, they're back to square one. Mm. And in fact, the research shows that people that lose weight within five years have gained that weight or even mm. gained more weight. Yep. So the keys that I've been asking for a long time are what are the hacks, the tips, mm. the tools to maintain your transformation? Ooh. And it moved me from physician to Africa's pro biohacker. Nice. Okay, now that's an interesting term. Yeah. We're going to learn more about it. it. Uh, it's equally interesting that you have some roots in, dare I say, Eastern thinking and Eastern medicine. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if this was just urban legend, but there is the story that the Chinese would only pay their health practitioners when they were healthy. And whenever you fall ill or you become sick, you stop paying because ultimately you're health practitioner, your local village doctor, whatever title yes. you want to give them, they're not doing their job when you're sick. <laughs> Western medicine, we've got it all factor brunt, yes. where we pay you to make us better. Generally, that's the way it works. Mm. Absolutely. And that's not an urban legend. That's truth. And Chinese medicine is something that I hold dear to my heart because it looks at the root cause of mm. disease. So a bit of background about yourself. Should we be referring to you as a doctor? You, are you a medical doctor? No, I'm not a medical doctor. And no, we're going to separate those two worlds because that's another life. I come here as Steve Stavs, okay. Africa's pro biohacker. And the reason that is I'm just an average person that wants to biohack his life, which means 
I want to improve your performance on the road when you run, Paul. Lovely. We can be friends now. Okay. <laughs> yep. I want to pro- but I want to improve it with less time that you need to improve your performance and improve your health by putting tools and tips and things in place where you're not spending the same type of energy, finance, and resources that you would to get the same results. I like hearing that. And of course, Steve isn't just here for me today. (laughs) He's here for you as well as you're watching this on Facebook or listening to us on Caxton Radio. Uh, You started your journey where to get into this whole world of biohacking? Take us back as long as you as you think you need to to tell the story. I'll give you Steve. a little bit of background. I started as a physiotherapist, registered and qualified at Wits Medical School, and then I moved into Chinese medicine as a, uh, registered as an acupuncturist and a doctor oh. of Chinese medicine, and uh, still got that uh, as a physician in a uh, part-time uh, sort of way. But I'm moving into May to Strive. I've got eight consultants and coaches mm-hmm. online where we are transform, transforming or change agents to help mm. people and guide them through the process of change. Change is difficult and habits are difficult to adopt into your life True. and to maintain them. So we've got a process of not only the tools, but the people, the resources, the products to help people maintain their change, look at their goals, ensure that their performance goals, their health goals are something that is very important in terms of their lifestyle. You know, I think we've realized over this Corona coaster season that <laughs> your health is so important. You know, mm. without your health, what do you have? Mm. And uh, I think people have been not aware of the state of their health. And, uh, you know, if I have to throw the question out to the Facebook audience, what do you think is the number one predictor of health? What is the number one predictor of longevity? Not many people know this. Mm. They might think it's exercise. They might think mm. it's food. But let's just throw it out there to to us sitting right here. What is the number one predictor of longevity and health? And by that question, you're referring to if I look at somebody, what Mm. should I be looking at to determine how long they're going to live? What is the most important variable or factor, Paul? Well, we're always Mm. told you are what you eat. So I would would probably say that diet at some point is a main contributor. We're also told state of mind is important. And I think now more than ever... Mm. There's the realization and understanding of a body-mind connection, more so now than I think there ever was. So someone with a poisoned mind is generally going to have a poisoned body. Yes. So I think your mind is important. I'm not really answering the question here, no, am I? I'm you're just, throwing I'm, out all of the options. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, there's exercise, there's sleep, there's these yeah. funny wings that Steve has on his, on his bulging biceps here at the moment. Either that or he's wearing three vests underneath his shirt, I'm not sure. <laughs> You don't have an answer yet, Paul. Keep am I, guessing. Am I not there? You're not there. Uh, don't tell me it's nutrition because I think that that's a big pharma, <laughs> yeah. um, a, a big pharma thing. Yes. What do you think, Mareka? What are your thoughts? You've mentioned all of them, so I'm I'm not sure. I think most people think it's a combination of eating healthy and living a healthy lifestyle, whether it is getting enough sleep, exercising, eating correct. But I'm assuming that's not the answer. No, that's not the answer. Lorette, Lorette is sitting in the corner. You can't see her because she's out of shot. But, but go on, Lorette, throw in your 10 cents. Is it having a connection to a higher power? That's part oh. of it. That's part of it. I like that answer. So is it spirituality? That's, that could be part of it. Mm-hmm. It could be part of it. But not entirely. Notice how the answers here are just as vague as our questions. <laughs> well, I think Lorette's got closest to it. Oh, wow. And so, well done. You know, but it, hey? but bravo, bravo. You're the winner today. You get the lollipop. Well, we've got to expand on that, mm. Lorette, because mm. it's far more than that. Yeah. Mm. The show finishes at two. So for the purposes of expediting where we're going in this conversation, <laughs> please, please, Uncle Steve, yeah. can you, could you answer your own question? Well, <laughs> 
if we're going to do a coaching session and facilitate the answer so that we can actually come together with a with a solution that all four of us can live mm. out then to throw out answers is a western mind thinking we've got to facilitate the answer therefore okay. you are going to embrace the answer and therefore you can live the answer out the answer is within all of us but, correct you are the answer <laughs> take me out of my misery and tell me what it is but the, I need one of those Chinese shows this gong sound effects you know <laughs> <laughs> that your community and your multiple communities are the most important. And the second most important variable mm -hmm. for longevity and health is mm -hmm. your social ties. That's wow. the relationships you have with family and friends. Thank the you. first most important is your social integration. How you work, your unique talents, gifts, purposes, who you are in the fabric of society. Which has been very challenging mm. to say the least with uh, COVID over mm. the last 18 months, I would yeah. say. In fact, what's more catchy or contagious than the Corona Coaster? <laughs> I love that It's word. a good word. We, we actually went through a time, Lorette will remember this, we went through a time in this studio where we banned the use of the word coronavirus because mm -hmm. it was in every news bulletin, mm. it was on every website, <laughs> it was... It was the, the leading topic of all conversation. Yeah. And it just got to a point where we got sick Enough. and tired of it. And I still mm. am. However, I think there is a way of putting almost a positive spin <laughs> on Corona. And I, I like that. The mm. Corona Coaster. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Well, Are you ever going to tell what us is? what you're wearing on your arms? That's coming. You know, we've got to keep people in a bit of suspense. <laughs> is that right? Suspense or suspenders? Sus both. Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... What is more contagious than the Corona Coaster is obesity, mm. weight gain. Sadly. That so a huge there's an incredible study by Nicholas Christakis, and it's been published in the Journal of um, New England Medicine that says if you've got a friend that is obese, you have an increased chance of 40% of being obese yourself. Your That's friends that don't know that obese scary. friend have a 20% increased chance. And their friends that don't know that obese person have a 5% wow. increased chance. So just obesity. by being in that social circle, you have a chance of becoming obese, even if you don't know the person. Even if you don't know the person. That's very so obesity is as contagious through our social networks. Mm. It's not just a percentage of mm. the population. It's actually the fabric of society and who you connect with. So what is my number one hack to people that are trying to lose those corona kilos? Uh, di dis disregard all your fat friends. Write <laughs> <laughs> not, them off. Let's not fat shame now. No, no, no. I'm joking. We've got to be I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But what we need to do is we need to join groups and communities that are healthy, that have a healthy lifestyle, yes. that have an average healthy weight. If mm. we're spending time in circles with people that are overweight, that are obese, we are so much more likely to live that lifestyle and carry the weight. Mm. Yeah, metaphorically and literally. And I think... It, it stands to reason because ultimately overweight people are not overweight without reason. There is generally a reason. And yes, you could blame it on genetics. You could blame it on the fact that it's in your DNA and you've had it since you were young. But ultimately, mm -hmm. it's, a it's a product yes. of lifestyle. It's a product of poor eating, lack of exercising, lack of sleep, etc., mm -hmm. etc. And so it stands to reason what you're saying that if you are someone who is unfortunately overweight... Chances are that that's just a tip of the iceberg in terms of how you're living your life. Would that be a, a fair assessment? And, and what can you do is join a group and be committed. Have habits in place where you can be an active member mm. of this group. And as you do that, the influence 
that's going to be impacted on your life and the changes you're going to make are going to be at the conscious level and at the subconscious mm -hmm. level. The dietary choices you make, the exercise that you do, the mindset that you adopt, the movement that you adopt in your lifestyle, it's all got to do mm. being surrounded in that culture. And it reminds me of the Stanford pr prison experiment that happened in the 70s. Mm -hmm. How these wards and these, these wardens and these guards and these prisoners started enacting out yes. their roles, although this was a psychological... Yes, it was a a research uh, a project. Research project. <laughs> yes. And so what happens? Explain is in a bit more detail. I'm going to ask you. You stay on the microphone as well, if you don't mind, Steve. Sure, Sorry, no I know you, I know you're a flamboyant chap. Sure. But for the purposes of radio, about I, a fist I away. Love, I love the training. Nice and close. <laughs> there we go. But really, the Stanford Prison Experiment happened in the 70s, and uh, there was these psychology professors that took uh, the, a group of people that were prisoners and people that were actually wardens, and they moved them into the basement of the psychological of the psych sort of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, department, and they started enacting out uh, prisoner and warden duties, and they lost uh, reality like in terms playing. of what was happening. They were role-playing it initially, and then they started living it out as if it was in the real world, and after, I think, three days, they had to stop it, Paul. Gee whiz. Yes. Because of the importance of culture and how it transforms our thinking. Mm. So let me understand this. The, the prisoners, they were all prisoners, but some of them pretended to be... No, they were all students. Yes. Oh, they were all students. They were all students. Okay. Some would put in a group of, you are wardens, and some were, you are prisoners. Are prisoners. Yes. Okay. So, so act that acting. role, and then they started going. And within three days, it started yeah. becoming a little bit too a close to reality and for comfort. A, and wow. Stopped, yeah. mm. That's frightening. The power of the mind, you see. Very well, the power of culture, the power of being in an environment is so impactful in terms of how we think and mm. how we enact things. So people say, oh, you know what, if I've got a great mindset, even if I go into a group that does drugs or smoking, you know, I'll be able to resist that. But that social pressure and culture, is it's so impactful and it changes who we are. Makes mm. sense. I want to get on to the, the, the biohacking again, just for a moment. Mm. These are, in your words, hacks that will enable us to live a better life. Is that kind of how you would sum it up? I think I would rather su summarize it in there's an assessment part and there's an enactment part or an active part. And biohacking is really the art and science of assessing and adapting your internal environment, which is your body, mm. and your external environment mm. in order to optimize your mind, body, and soul. Okay. And I'll give you an example. Here we've got a very, very cool a gadget called the Aura Ring. Mm -hmm. Nice. And it we can... We showed on the camera. Were you wearing that when you came in? I was wearing that when I came you in. You have big fingers. That's Beautiful a big fingers. ring. Beautiful fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Very light. So let's have a look at that. So this is a ring, and the purpose of it is? It basically measures your sleep, the different sleep cycles, REM, deep. It looks at it, HRV, which is heart rate variability, it gives you that heart rate variability is a sign of your stress levels, the difference between your stress system, your fight, your flight, and your freeze system, and your rest and digest system, which is your parasympathetic nervous system. I do a lot of coaching through the aura ring and HRV in terms of people if they have a recovered, yes. if they repaired after heart exercise, if they've had a very stressful day, how mm. hard they should exercise. Oh. And the nice is it goes on to, uh, it goes on to airplane mode, which means that it's not emitting a radio frequency the whole time or electromagnetic frequency. And so I do a lot of coaching. And so that would be an example of a biohack. You assess someone in sleep. You see where their sleep scores are. You see where their stress scores are. And then you're able to put actionable steps and goals mm. based on the data. 
And this so looks from a sorry to interrupt you, no Steve. Problem. This looks from a circuitry point of view. It's a ring. You probably can't see it on Facebook right now, but I'm holding a ring. What looks like a fairly thick wedding band, really, mm. but it looks as if it shares very similar circuitry and sensors to what you would find on. I'm wearing a Garmin watch, my running mm. watch. It's it's got the LED sensors, and I know a Garmin watch Correct. does pretty much the same thing. Re- measures your stress levels. VO2 max, uh, heart rate, etc., etc. Would that would this be the equivalent in a in a ring form almost? It is, but what's nice about it is that it can go on airplane mode, and that's very very key from a health perspective. So you're not getting the radiation all the time. These big watches carry a radiation to them, and so we don't want to keep them Mm. on. In fact, my Garmin, we were discussing. I've done 11 comrades now, 35,000 kilometers in the last 25 years. I've been on the road, and they can I buy you a car, Steve? You can buy me a car. Did you learn to drive? <laughs> so you've done 11 comrades, 35,000 wow. Ks. That is an, a, a yeah. fantastic Amazing. achievement. Mm. And that was 11 back-to-back, eh? That's 11 back-to-back, that is, yeah. Seriously, that's a wonderful achievement. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Well Thank done. you. But I stopped wearing my Garmin during the day because I realized that it was emitting radiation. You yes. can't put it on airplane mode. Uh, you know, I got an Apple Watch and realized you couldn't put on airplane mode. So it emits this radiation. And I can't sleep with it. I yeah. can't sleep with a watch on. It's just uncomfortable. Is that because it's physically there's something on your wrist? It's or uncomfortable, is it? yes. Okay. But a ring is much easier yeah. to sleep with. And so it's a healthier version of an Apple Watch or the Garmin or any Does it of tell these the Fitbits. time? Does it tell the time? It doesn't. Oh, you <laughs> see. Oh, it doesn't. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All the difficult questions come from me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's an example of biohacking. But another example of biohacking is have you ha- measured your blood pressure or looked at a glucose reading and made lifestyle changes? Mm. That's an assessment. Yeah. Now, previously, ancestral medicine would say or ancestral wisdom would say, I've got high blood pressure because I've got a headache or I feel mm. dizzy. I've got a red face. They would do it by sort of subjective. Yes. Now we have objective data points that we can now measure ourselves like blood pressure and make the lifestyle changes. Mm. That's a form of biohacking. Assessment, and then because you've got the data, you can then apply the correct action. And Peter Drucker said said something so interesting. What can be measured can be managed. And I think a lot of my coaching is based on data points. Mm. It's based on the numbers of this is where you are, this is where you're going, this is where we want you to go, and this is what we see as optimal, not only healthy, but optimal, Mm. especially for my executives that need to maximize their performance when they're at the office and definitely in the bedroom. Oh, well, there we go. Now we've really taken it to a new high. Uh, Bruce says, Bruce Askham or Askham uh, says, Steve Stavs is totally awesome, brings a wealth of experience and wisdom. An amazing and humble man. This is on Facebook where you can find our video being live streamed right now on Coaches Network SA. Also on my uh, Paul Rotherham Facebook page. Uh, Sia Pierre. How's it, Sia Pierre? Sia Pierre von Eden saying, <laughs> I use the Heart Math device for the same. Okay. Uh, HRV is amazing, writes Carl uh, Piet von Eden. I haven't had any experience with uh, Heart Math. I would imagine he's referring to the ring. And it's pretty much no, the same No, heart math is another type of device where you can measure heart rate variability. You can do it in the office. You can do it as a medical practitioner. You can do it as a coach. We've mm. actually got this now, which is called the Elite HRV, which you put your finger in. You mm. can get a, a quick reading. You wow. can then take a person through breath work. You can take them through visualization. You can take them if you're trained in hypnotherapy. And you can see what happens to the stress score. Oh, so people brilliant. say, how do I know I'm stressed? Well, we've got data now to yes. say how you're stressed. Prove it and, and you can is, measure it. Is, is that a device that's purely measuring heart rate or is it measuring heart a number rate of other variables? And o- heart rate variability. And oxygen? 
No, not okay, so it's not, it's not a, a um, pulsoximeter. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but just checking. What it is is some is nice tools along today. Yeah. Sure, and you know you might have a hard run yesterday, Paul, or someone yeah. does a hard training session, yes. or they had a stressful day. How do know? How do they know how hard they need to push the next day? Mm. Well, it's based on their sleep scores. It's based on their heart rate variability, and then we can get a process mm. of how hard they need to train and are they recovered. You're yes. almost building a picture. You're using all of these sure. devices to create a nice crystal clear picture mm. of your overall health across Correct. various factors. Correct. Where years ago, and, and as a runner I can relate to this, you would have a training program from Monday to Sunday and this is what you did. And mm. you kind of, you'd see by the time you got mm. to a Sunday, which is generally your long run day, you'd see how you feel. Yeah. And if you felt okay, you'd still go out and yes. do the 25Ks. Absolutely. If you didn't, you'd cut it down and maybe do 15. Mm. Where now... As you say, we've got far more important data and, and data points available to say, mm. right, this is what we can do. Is that a tube that you've got on the desk in front of you? What is that? This or this? Looks like a silicon tube. Silicon oh, yeah, tube. These, these, these attached to the cartsu, which we'll get to. But this is a really <laughs> nice biohack as well that we're doing with a lot of our athletes. It's called CGM, yes. Continuous Glucose Monitoring. Okay. We can see what nutrition and different foods due to the blood sugar. So for example, I used to have a green smoothie. I used to pride myself yes. in the morning of having this great green smoothie filled with kale and spinach yes. and cucumber so and all these great Yum. things and supposed to be this great health drink and that used to spike my glucose to over nine. Is that bad? What should That's I glucose bad. be? You should be sitting Six. at about five. Oh, five is that blood sugar? Blood sugar. Okay, Correct. right. right and so right. this is something that we, we help people with regards to not only weight loss, but performance. And so it goes on, it clips on, it links to your phone. There's a great app that goes with it. And um, it's a really powerful uh, device from a data point of hmm. view in terms of where people's nutrition. Because people say, oh, well, is this good for me? Well, let's see what it does to your blood sugar. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I was just looking at the box that you held up on the screen there on Facebook. Hmm. May I see the box? Because you put it up on the screen and it looked like it was a completely different language. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> It is. It is a different Because I was looking at that now on the Facebook video, and I was thinking, what on earth is your camera doing to the box? Um, <laughs> the box. I think that the other thing is people think they need to go to a doctor to get it examined, where these days you can buy these tools and Correct. measure yourself. And Correct. I think that's the mindset change that needs to happen, that you don't have to make a doctor's appointment and go that's through right, an assessment right. okay. and, yeah. Look, at the end of the day, we want people to take accountability of their health. Yes. They need to educate themselves. So people spend a lot of time and money educating themselves on finances, True. you know, in terms of their careers. But what about your health, which is a very, very important mm. asset. Mm. When you're healthy and you can perform, then that's a huge asset to your life. So mm. spend the time, spend the resources exactly. ensuring that you can maximize your performance and improve your health and prevent disease. Mm. We want to prevent disease before disease comes on. Yeah. Exactly. Are there very simple ways, do you think, Steve, of preventing disease? Is it easier than we, we are led to believe by a big farmer? I think it is. I think it's just hard work and people don't want to put the hard work in. And we've got this understanding is that if we can just pop a pill, then it all fixes mm. everything. Now, I'm not mm. against Western medicine at all. In fact, I'm so grateful for Western medicine because it saved millions of lives. Yes. From an emergency care perspective, it yeah. is so powerful. Antibiotics have, have saved millions of lives. Mm. 
But because something is good doesn't mean that it cannot become significantly detrimental. So antibiotics mm. and being overused have caused significantly detrimental effects yes. to our microbiome, which is our gut flora. Yep. Mm. And so a good thing becomes a bad thing. And you know, I say to people, it's dose dependent. So is healthy water, good water, clean water good for your body? Absolutely, Absolutely, but you don't need to drink 10 liters of it. Mm. But if you drink 10 liters a day, not it's not going to be good for you. Yeah. It's dose dependent. And I think Western medicine has its role. But before we have to use Western medicine, there are so many things we can put in place. And so another example of biohacking is cold thermogenesis or cryotherapy using cold. So people oh, think swimming cold. in the winter. Correct. <laughs> yeah. How important getting up in Joburg oh on God. a day like today. I mean, that was a form of cryotherapy. <laughs> cryotherapy. I was crying when I got out of bed. <laughs> it was four degrees this morning yeah. when I did the school run. I see many people doing these challenges, you know, on Facebook. You know, five or ten minutes swim in oh, this no. weather. I don't know. I just I I understand the benefits of it. Uh, the, who's the famous South African swimmer? I forget his name. He's written a couple of books, in fact. Um, ah, it's just gone off the top of my head. Who has swum in, I think, both the uh, the Antarctic and the Arctic Circle. He's um, Lewis Pugh, mm. I think Correct. is his name. And he literally trains in... I mean, there's ice on the top of the water yeah. when he gets into it. That's how cold it is. But no, And you wonder, can this possibly be good for you? Can it possibly have any health benefits? Sure. Should we be embracing the cold? Well, cold is not good, not bad. It's dose-dependent once again. And mm. so we've got to look at this. Is It's based on a whole premise called hormesis. And hormesis is really summarized in the fact what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Hmm. It's also a Kelly Clarkson song somewhere. <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So exercise is a form of hormesis. It causes oxidative damage. It causes reactive oxygen species in our body. Yes. What does? Exercise. Exercise. It's a form okay. of hormesis. Infrared saunas or going outside into the heat yes. or these things cause oxidative damage to our body. It's our body's response to that that is so important that actually we get strength and development to resist any onslaught of long-term stress. Mm. There's one word that often comes up when we discuss health. And Mareka, you'll remember that word. I'll give it to you because our show finishes in 18 minutes. But through all our coaching <laughs> sessions, there's one word that stands out to me, and that is moderation. Mm. Even exercise. Yes. Your exercise is great. Going for your 10-kilometer walk every couple of days or doing your 100 push-ups or whatever it may be. But start going 20, 30 kilometers a day, and very quickly exactly. you will find that your body goes, whoa, hang on, Steve, mm. it's time to buy a car. Mm. So <laughs> there really is there's, there's this, and I think moderation, I love the word because it applies to every facet mm. of life. It's what true. you eat, how much you eat, you know, we were talking about obesity at the start of the show. Yeah. There's no harm in enjoying a jam donut now and then and mm. pretending to mm. be a New York policeman. <laughs> Have a donut. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your food. Have a pudding. Binge on pizza if you feel like now and then. Mm. But be moderate in how you do it. Everything in moderation. Yes. How you sleep. All of these things. Uh, would you say that moderation is something that you have applied in your life? Because you come across as somebody who's fairly healthy. I was on your website, Steve. Mm. Uh, it is Steve Stavs who's in studio today. He's got a website, by the way, called madetothrive.co.za. You can meet the team. You can have a chat with um, or, or find out more about the various thrivists, as he refers to them. There's a lovely picture of you here running mm. uh, with what looks Great like, picture. is that the Joburg skyline Yep. in the background there? Mm. And, and I'll be honest, you are... Uh, pretty much a picture of health is <laughs> yeah. is this something that you, have you always been fit and healthy and in shape 
do you apply moderation to your life? Have you always been like this? You know, some people are described as they're just lucky. They've got good genes. Mm. I think I'm more of an extremist, actually, and that's, I think, what I've had to learn over time. And uh, I think there is parts of your life that need to be in moderation, but I overall would say that you're going to have to hold a very tight line on many things in your life because if you moderately drink alcohol and moderately eat foods and moderately exercise, I think you're going to stay very mediocre. And I think in the essence of you know Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs is we want to self-actualize and we want to have significance in this mm. world. And to do that sometimes takes extreme action. Mm. And so from a nutritional point of view, fasting is my greatest nutritional tool that, that oh, I wow. use with my clients, with my with my performance clients and those that have got health issues because I think fasting has been seen to be very extreme and sometimes it is but it has huge significant health and performance benefits so uh, I'm pretty ambivalent on on moderation I think some things do need to be moderated some things need to be extreme Mm. I find the older I get the more tools and hacks I have to put in my life to maintain my health. I haven't had Western medicine in over 22 years. I've never missed a day's work in 23 years at the office. Mm. So uh, I think I pride myself on on staying healthy. But I I do think that there are too many people doing this moderation, you know, process and and not shifting the needle and not moving the needle Mm. enough. I'd like to touch on that briefly. Mm. You say Western medicine you haven't touched. Mm. Just expand on that a little. Are you are you someone who, when you get a headache, you don't touch a panado or a Mipradol? You would. Yeah, I think. I mean, uh, long term courses, should I say? I mean, an antibiotic or a cortisone or long term. I think I maybe have taken five panados over the last twenty two years. Wow. But, but significant Western medicine where you're taking mm. a course of it. Okay, fair enough. You know, uh, I haven't. I've managed to to stay well away from and. But when I need it, if I need an antibiotic, then I'm going to run and get an antibiotic. Sure. You know, mm. I think there's, it's to, it's not non-use, it's correct use. Mm. And I think that's a very important distinction. Mm. We seem to be pretty good at that as a species. We, we are good at that, at mm. taking what something was designed for and, and what its proper intention is and just completely ruining it. Mm. You, know, you look at these things, mobile phones, mine's mm. in my pocket. I mean... The mobile phone, by its very nature, is an incredibly powerful tool. The things mm. that you can do mm. on this Correct. are immeasurable. Uh, you might even be listening to this show now, streaming Caxton Radio using a mobile device. Yes. Mm. The apps that you can get, the, the tool that it is as a phone, as a camera, mm. as a communication device, and all of those good things. However, I would argue that most of the planet, sadly, I think, abuses that. Yes. Correct. And this goes from being a tool to... I've often referred to it as the mark of the devil. I just want to throw mine yes. away. Um, so yeah, everything has its place in life. Yeah. Now, we are at, before the end of this show, we are going to find out what you're wearing around your yes. arms. You have on the table in front of you what looks to me, I know they, they aren't or they can't possibly be, but do you remember, do you remember growing up with cassettes? Now, I'm probably yes. giving my age away yes, here. I'm a little bit older than you, I think, Steve. But I remember growing up and you had cassette labels. Those yeah. look, it looks like you have got, and you can hold it, it up to the like camera if you like for Facebook. <laughs> it looks like a sheet of cassette labels it does. that you would, you would stick on a cassette. Yeah. And I used to hand, hand make mine because I, yeah. I used to be naughty and I used to record music <laughs> off the radio and then make my own labels. <laughs> and inevitably it would be Alex J yeah. or Kevin Savage <laughs> or somebody who would just interrupt my oh, favorite song time. right at the yeah. end. And yes. start talking. But what are those? 
This is called mouth taping and it's called myotape. And uh, 2020 was the year of the breath for me. We are just sort of dug deep into breath work and how important it is to breathe through your nose and what it does from a stress point of view and all the research. I had two uh, incredible podcasts with Patrick McEwen from the Oxygen Advantage, probably the the leading authority on breathing and how important it is to breathe Mm. through your nose. And uh, the old Spartan athletes used to, for training-wise, run kilometers upon kilometers with water in their mouth as a training exercise to breathe through their nose. And so... uh, it's something I always remember because I've got Greek heritage and I wear this little Spartan helmet. But it's a reminder of breathing through your nose, which is so important, in through your nose and out through your nose. And so you place this at night mm-hmm. for those that are mouth breathers. And it gives you sort of a proprioceptive feedback, a, a nerve feedback or a neural feedback to keep your mouth closed without wow. having the restriction of mouth tape. I mean, you'll see abroad internationally, you can just put a little piece of tape over your mouth. But this is a sort of comfortable way of doing just it. Just imagine going to sleep with this. Yeah, <laughs> good night, darling. Oh, oh, no, sorry, I can't kiss you. So wait a minute. You literally stick wow. this over mm. your lips. Yeah, around the top of your lip and around in the bottom. So that and does it keep your mouth closed, basically? And it, yeah, keeps your mouth closed without forcing it. This is a wonderful invention. They should sell these on Take-A-Lot because there are many people who could do with keeping their mouths shut. Can we get this through to the EFF? <laughs> Sorry. Just, hey, please stick this on. I'm no politics on the show. You want me to stick it on? No, no I'm not, not, not going to waste one. So that I find it very interesting that the Spartans wow. used to train with water in my mouth, mm. in their mouth at least. Mm. Because as a runner, and I, I felt this last night, and I think many of us who exercise noticed this when we had to start wearing masks. Do you remember when you were first yes. allowed to exercise, you mm. had to exercise with a mask. Mm. They only unbanned masks probably three or four weeks after exercise was allowed. Mm. Until mm. then you had, and it was difficult running yes. with a mask over your mouth and nose. And eventually we got to the point where we were like, well, stuff it. There's nobody looking. We're going <laughs> to lower it a little bit. It would be just under our nose, mm. but still covering our mouth. And even that Difficult to breathe was challenging, nose. yes, yeah. because I find, and last night I went for a nice long run. Air was cold last night. I wear a buff when I go running, and I had put that over my mouth and nose. But I found probably every three or four minutes in, I'd have to lower it, yeah. take a nice breathe. big gulp of air, and put it back on. So hit me yeah. with this then, the importance of breathing through your nose in... And back out. Back through your nose, yes. Steve, why? Why are we doing this? Well, it improves performance. That's the sort of the short end of it. But uh, it's been shown now through the Bohr effect that increased levels of carbon dioxide is what dissociates oxygen from hemoglobin. So you're actually taking oxygen and you're pushing it out to the tissues that need that oxygen. So it does take a while. It took me six to eight weeks to try and actually run while breathing through my nose. It was Mm. a very difficult exercise to do, but there's a lot of studies, and the Australian rugby team did a study, a cohort of a whole bunch of uh, rugby players that actually used to just hold their breath and then breathe through their nose, and their performance improved dramatically. So Mm. it's a real breathwork type of exercise you can do. Obviously, there's times if you go into anaerobic exercise or high-intensity interval training where you breathe through your mouth but you can learn to breathe through your nose in through your nose and out through your nose and uh, i think it's uh, the, the man who broke the two-hour marathon record i think is a chip chip Chipogi or i've just uh, gone blank yes on his name, yeah he was he was doing it for nike wasn't he correct. they had the teslas out in front yeah, and um, correct. now if you look at how Elliot, he breathes Elliot, he's just yeah, chubby, yeah. he breathes through his nose, through his in nose, through his nose, mm. and out through his nose. I he's not huffing in, and <gasps> in the cold, it warms Correct. up the air because of your nasal Correct. hairs. 
But what it's doing is it's working on the whole central nervous system and it's pushing oxygen to the tissues. So it's improving your oxygen utilization. And that doesn't happen if you breathe through the mouth. It happens less. It happens far greater when you breathe through your nose, in through your nose and out through your nose. That's very interesting. And even teaching my, my, my five-year-old daughter has been incredible because people say, take a big deep breath and they, oh, but actually that actually makes you more stressed. It actually mm. increases your sympathetic nervous mm. system where we should be breathing through our nose deep, yes, in the correct places, but in through our nose and out through our nose. Mm. And that reduces cortisol and stress levels. And so I've got two incredible podcasts with Patrick McEwen. I did a brilliant podcast with Dr. Ella Munger, who's our, probably our best breathwork expert in, in South Africa, and uh, just describing how important the breath is. And the yep. breath is the center of so many things. Quite incredible, I think, and you'll agree or may agree, just how so many of these simple things are completely underrated mm, we we don't even think about them it's mm. it is yeah it's disregarded you know who who thinks about breathing it's mm. uh, it's something that happens autonomously almost you don't have to think about taking a breath but actually if you said to me right paul you have to breathe only through your nose all of a sudden that does require some mm, some conscious effort. active energy mm. now to but i'm going to start trying that mm. Okay. What else do you have in your box of tricks? We've got about seven minutes to okay. go, and we are eventually going to get to the. This <laughs> is this is a man, ladies and gentlemen, who's joined us on the Paul Rotherham show, the Coaching Hour, with more tools and 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 devices and gadgets than any other guest we've had on the Coaching Hour. He now has what what looks like a pair of. Either very fancy or very cheap headphones. What are those? <laughs> this is called the Muse. And uh, I do a lot of meditation techniques with mm-hmm. my clients and with my patients. And it becomes quite difficult because it's quite a, uh, esoteric sort of concept to understand how to meditate. Mm. And, you know, are you doing transcendental meditation? What type of meditation? Mm. And Muse has developed a, a headband that links to an app. And it helps you meditate and it takes you through a process and it grades you and it rewards you. So I recommend the Muse. I've been using the Muse. My 17-year-old son loves using the Muse, especially after a stressful day or before an exam. And so it gets you into this parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest and relaxation mode. So it takes these high stress levels Mm -hmm. and it helps you meditate. And it's been sort of great to get feedback from a lot of my clients because they start meditating for a short period, Mm. but there's no feedback. Mm. And so it gives you a feedback process. And so I use the Muse regularly and I find it very beneficial. And it's also helped me to meditate where if I'm away or I don't have it, Mm. I can get into that meditative state a lot easier. And so this is an example of a biohack that's helped a lot of people, an international brand and and very credible with a lot of research Mm. in terms of the ability to help people meditate. That's called the Muse. The Muse, yes. Does it deliver audio? Are there are there physical speakers in that device? Yeah, but basically what happens is as you're, you you apply it on your head, and I've got the headband on now, is you'll hear different uh, feedback from the app once you when Okay, you, so yeah. run an app through on your phone. Correct. You connect your phone to the Correct. headband, yeah. and, and it, it goes would, through the process. And I see it's got again what looks like some sort of measuring uh, uh, tools, or Correct. is it just the, the it strategy? measures your brainwaves because it can tell you what state you're in. Wow, and you can have a look at the different. Brainwave so frequency. This doesn't go on your ears. This goes on. Oh, your let me just head. take this yes, off and just so that people can see. It's an incredible device. It's measuring brainwaves. Steve's now putting this device around his yep. head. Okay, so it goes oh. across so the forehead. Like so it's almost like a pair of headphones that you've slid forward onto your forehead. Yes. Correct. And uh, the the little the cups, as it were, fit behind your ears. Mm. 
Okay, and you would able you'd access that through an app on your through phone. Through an app, and then you would go through a bunch of exercises, and mm. then they grade you, and they give you feedbacks, and then you wow. have a nice little waters when you're in a meditative state, and then there's a lot of sounds when you're not in that meditative state, and then you realize, oh, here's my journal. Let me write down that. I forgot to pick up this from the grocery yes. store. You write it down, then you get back into the. It nice. teaches you how to breathe and how to focus and how to mm. meditate. Could you sleep in that? I mean, you not could, just you that, because that I would mean, be a bit you, weird. But you wouldn't want to sleep with this device, because it's a, it's a feedback mechanism to the phone to get you to be able mm. to breathe and meditate. Mm. Okay, so that's the purpose. You Correct. were saying there, Mareka? It might be too expensive to sleep with. What if it breaks? <laughs> yeah, it's not, I wouldn't say it's, it's actually not the most expensive. And once again, okay. I find that people will spend millions and millions on Bentleys yes. and on cars and on holidays. But when it comes to their health, yep. they shortchange themselves. Yep. But they don't realize that being in a healthy state will enable you to, to get the Bentley and mm. whatever Correct. else you And want. be able to perform. Because if you can lower your stress levels down, mm. you can perform far better. You mm. can be far more creative. Hmm. Sia Pierre once again commenting saying with perfect breath comes perfect health hmm. I like that Sia Pierre good point uh, we are slowly but surely wrapping up because we need to get to the news with Lorette Morgan in just a moment time always flies on this show hmm. but uh, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio Steve and I know that we've been talking about the bands that are on your arms and we are going to get the answer to that come hell or high water because I need to know what those bands are the, the bicep bands that we have Around uh, Steve Stavros' uh, arms, it's the first thing that I noticed when you came into the studio. Mm. You you didn't wear them when you first arrived, <laughs> but you, you put them on when you yes. came to mm. sit in the studio to settle in front of the microphone. Is that something that's used to calm the nerves? Is it mm. something that's measuring your stress level while you're being interviewed by this funny man <laughs> in blue? What's the deal? It's, made, it's called Katsu, which is blood flow modulation. It, the old word was blood flow restriction. I'll just katsu. show them up there. Katsu. And it's Jap- Japanese technology. And what it does is it restricts venous outflow. So you'll get a significant muscle pump. You tighten it up here and you attach it via bands to this machine. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it, it accentuates or makes it very difficult for the muscle to work and restricts the flow back. And so you get this huge pump, and the research has now shown over mm-hmm. probably the last 30 years by Dr. Sato in Japan that uh, things like growth hom- hormone, mm. testosterone, uh, vascular endothelial growth factor, all these hormones for performance and health mm. um, have been released when you use this. And so he's treated over 7,000 cardiac patients with katsu. Mm. Uh, there's a specific pressure that you can put it at. You can use it in training mode where you take the tube and you untether it, or you can use it in cycle mode, which it cycles, and it actually just helps with recovery significantly. So my athletes, uh, we're going to be getting this to to South Africans and Africans. It's very new, and we've got the sole distribution of carts here Mm. in Southern Africa. And get it out because Olympic athletes are using it for recovery. Uh, Those that are frail that have a condition called sarcopenia where they lose muscle size uh, are using it to maintain the muscle size, which is really important because one of the most important factors for your health as you get older is maintaining muscle size and Mm. strength. And so sarcopenia is a sign of disease and and, uh, morbidity. Sarcopenia comes from the word sarks, S-A-R-C-O-P-A-E-R. N-I-A. Okay, Sarko. Very interesting. I'd never heard of that word until today. And so the number one predictor of your health as you get older is your muscle size and strength. Mm. Sure. That's the number one predictor as you get older. So that's Katsu, blood flow modulation, athletes, 
the age, even patients that have had strokes or that are quadriplegics or mm. paraplegics can use this to maintain muscle size. Mm. Interesting. There you have it. Just a few biohacks. <laughs> and I'm sure this is a man who has many, many more than we can squeeze into a 45-minute yes. radio show. Definitely. But Steve, it's been so insightful having you in the mm. studio. It's been right. a, a breath of fresh air, dare I say. We've, we've had a few guests, uh, and I'm not going to mention them, obviously, but a few guests who we really look forward to having. Mm. And we'd love to have you back at some point. Um, I, I find that there are some people who come in here and you just you, you want to find out more, more and more <laughs> and, and you have all these questions and you know you'll never get all the questions uh, out because yes. there's not enough time but uh, you are one such guest uh, giving you the last chance before we get into the news with Lorette Morgan to just mm. punt uh, your business made sure. to thrive.co.za you go by the name Steve Stravs Stavs Stavs, Stavs. I beg your pardon no Steve problem. Stavs yeah uh, although your surname is actually Stavros Stavro Stavro yeah Okay. And we do that because I'm a professional biohacker and uh, I'm not coming out here as a physician or a registered practitioner. I'm here to help you improve your performance and, and help you with your health, with coaches, with consulting, with these products. There are many more. I want to see South Africans and Africans thrive. What does that mean? It's to wake up and love Monday mornings. Mm. I've got a bone to pick with this man. Why? Because he used to say TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. My acronym <laughs> is TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Because yes. I want to wake up and change the world, be significant <laughs> in the world. Yeah. So I used to actually puke at TGIF because people are waiting for weekends and they're waiting mm -hmm. for holidays. But when you love what you do, you never have to work another day. True. I'm Africa's pro biohacker and I'm here. Please DM me so we can walk a journey with you. We want to see you change the world and let Africa be a place where actually it has such impact because I think we've got so much to offer. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And I'm so glad that someone like you has chosen to make this your home because every day we meet people who want to get out of this place and leave mm. this dump and to use other people's words and it's so nice and refreshing to meet someone like you who's building what you're building with specific reference to africa and south africa so Absolutely. steve thanks so much thank you paul thanks we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the made to thrive show New episodes are released weekly and are published exclusively on the Made to Thrive podcast link. If you're interested in receiving more thriving insights as well as receiving other exclusive member benefits, visit madetothrive.co.za forward slash subscribe. This podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they have and they should seek the assistance of healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Mm -hmm.